Ron from New England here, and you are listening to Conspiracy in the Forest with Conspiracy Kyle. Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It greatly helps out the show, and it's much appreciated. Also, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Conspiracy underscore Kyle, and that's Conspiracy with a K. Also, follow me on YouTube at Conspiracy Kyle, once again, with a K. And also, now you can find me on the Rockfin Network at rockfin.com with new exclusive content. Now on to the show. Thanks everybody who's who's tuning in live. Thanks everybody who's listening after the fact on the podcast. This is Conspiracy in the Force. I'm your host, Conspiracy Kyle, and I have I have Mr. Ron from the Wicked Planet podcast joining me. Uh, so, been a few crazy few days for you, huh? Yeah, you know, you just get into those modes when uh, those th- it's just everything you touch turns to crap. So, <laughs> it's, I mean that, and we've had really crappy weather too so that's all just kind of all come together it's like uh it's just all uh you know whatever it it is what it is kyle you know it's we just keep pressing on right that's what i tell people we can't let it get to us we just got to stay positive and keep going exactly exactly hey so um we we were on a you know a live stream together the other day with the uh legit bat guys and you know matt t from uh, instagram and i know and i know you mentioned that on here but but whereabouts are you and i know you're up in the new new england area but where specifically are you I'm in New Hampshire, okay, which is northern New England. New England, six states. You got three northern states and three southern states. Okay, so so we're in the better half. We're in northern New England. Okay, so what have you had? A bunch of like rain? Oh yeah, it's been it's the whole month of July. It rained. August. What are we? I cannot believe how fast these months go. Like summer goes by so fast, right? And. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, uh, August 19th and it's rained probably 10 days so far. Oh uh, see, we're right on the uh, jet stream here. So when a hurricane hits Florida, it typically goes right over us like two days later. And this is what we're getting now. I think it was hurricane Fred maybe. Uh, yeah. So we're getting like torrential downpours here. I mean, everything is just soaked right to the bone up here. Uh, which we're not used to. Uh, we're used to really hot, kind of semi-dry summers. You know, it rains a lot in the spring and it rains a lot in the fall. But, but yeah, we've been getting really hammered, uh, you know, with rain for the last couple of months. So it hasn't been much of a summer. Yeah, uh, which really sucks because it's cold here for seven months out of the year. <laughs> you know, I mean, it doesn't start getting warm until May, and in October it starts getting cold again. So, yeah, whatever it is, what it is. Right around, yeah, right around the corner. Yeah, I, I live, I live here in northeastern Ohio, and yeah, we've had a lot of, a lot of rain too. But I don't think it's anywhere as near as what, what you guys have been getting up there towards the, towards the coast. But, but yeah, same thing. I mean, what you said, 
this this year, these days, these months have just been flying by. You know, I mean, this year, I think just based on everything that's going on, just basically almost just seems like an extension of 2020. You know, it's all just run together, right? It's all like the same movie. You know, we're just seeing different pieces of it. So, and that's why I want to have you come on and talk about a lot of, you know, the recent events and obviously the COVID and the Afghanistan stuff. But, um, you know, first, I know you had mentioned to me, um, quick little, I'll get my Star Wars business out of the way. Um, you got to see some of the original movies in the theater when they came out, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. So when I was a kid, I mean, when did Star Wars come out in like 1978? 77, 77. 70, okay. 77. So yeah. So when 77 uh, was a big deal when uh, the original Star Wars was coming out and, uh, and, and I didn't even, you know, I was too, I didn't even have a driver's license until 19, like 1980. So a friend of the family's, uh, he was big time into science fiction and stuff. And, and uh, he used to hang out with my dad, you know, him and his wife were friends with my parents. And, and I kind of talked him into taking me to the movies to go see that. Uh, and it was at a local cinema, like a really cool cinema. Unfortunately, it's not there anymore. But uh, so, yeah, so we went and saw the original Star Wars. And then I want to say it was a couple of days later, we got to go see it again. So I saw it twice in a week. But I remember the lines like you had to get there right at a particular time to even and i mean this was a big theater too to get in there to watch it but uh, yeah it was really cool it was really amazing you know it was like a new thing in that genre for back then i mean it was like there was no other movies with the kind of effects that the original star wars had and i mean it's kind of funny because when we look back at it now it's like it was pretty primitive like like even if you watch it now, uh, I, I know a few, like six months ago, I said, yeah, you know what? I'm feeling nostalgic. Let's go watch the original Star Wars, right? And you can kind of, I mean, it's, I won't say it's cheesy, but it, but compared to what we have today with CGI and all this other craziness, right? It was, you know, it was, it was kind of lacking a little bit, but I, you know, back then, I mean, it was like totally amazing. Totally. Right. Amazing. Yeah. It, it's the whole movie magic thing, right? I mean, you know, when you, when you watch these, they, they, they immerse you so much into the movie that you don't that, you know, unless you stop and think about it. I mean, it was done on like four or five little random sets. Right. right. But just how they shoot it and how the, the music and how it, it, it works out. It seems like this big, huge universe. But like, you know, watching the behind the scenes stuff almost kind of ruins it because it's like it's like guys in, in England, like smoking weed in a back alley, like, you know, throwing little like tin cans down down a street, you know, with these little things on them and stuff. So it's uh it's really interesting how they, how they did that. And, you know, that those special effects have really, you know, been the cornerstone for stuff, you know, up until now, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, I think nowadays all you really get is the CG, the CGI kind of stuff, right. All the Marvel movies and kind of these disposable, disposable action movies that come out now just with, I wouldn't say cheap, but just the computer animation, which doesn't really have a whole lot of substance and like life to it as, as, as the star Wars did. Okay, so I was gonna, I was gonna, t- I was gonna talk about that a little bit. So, so when you watch like the uh, making of movies, or, like these uh, DC movies or Marvel movies, right? Like in these actors, and you see the the scenes that are just beautiful to look at, amazing. I mean, it just sucks you right in. But could you imagine from an actor standpoint? I mean, this I think really brings out the fact that these people can act. Yeah, because, because they're doing just what like I'm doing because I got my green screen behind me. That's not working tonight. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, and, and this is what they're doing. They're acting in front of in this big, uh, 
you know, what do you call them? Uh, green screen. Sound, you, you, no, yeah, soundstage. Sound sound stage. Stage. And, uh, and they're just, and there's this huge green screen around and all these cameras and booms and, you know, probably a hundred people. Right. And they're, and they're pulling it off. And then when they put it together with the CGI, I mean, it's just really, I, I mean, you can't say it sucks because it doesn't. Right. But when you look back to the original Star Wars or even the original uh, Close Encounters, for instance, mm-hmm. which came out after Star Wars, which was equally, you know, cool. I know, you know, we're talking Steven Spielberg versus George Lucas. Right. But um, but when you look back at the original Star Wars and you see the actors, I mean, they were actually they weren't green screening it. They were actually acting out on locations that that they made look like uh, these planets and these places they were on. And, uh, and I think that makes a big difference, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, I, I, I got to admit, I'm not a real big fan of all these Marvel movies or the DC comic movies. I have watched some of the uh, the later Star Wars uh, movies that were kind of cool. And uh, my godson is huge into Star Wars. And and I remember when he was younger, whenever these new movies would come out, he'd always make me sit down and watch the movies with him, uh, which was kind of funny. The other thing that's funny about him is he's the one that turned me on to South Park. So he was, <laughs> he was watching South Park when he was like 14 years old. And I remember he goes, hey, watch this cartoon with me. And I'm like, oh, God, seriously, a cartoon? So I said, OK, whatever. I humored him. And, uh, and I'm sitting there, you know, at his folks' house, uh, his folk, I was their best man at their wedding. And uh, so I'm just kind of sitting there having a few drinks and I'm starting to watch this cartoon and I'm like, are you kidding me? It was <laughs> like, I was laughing, like dying. And I said, your parents are letting you watch this? <laughs> but, but anyway, so, uh, so I started to watch, you know, with some of the latest Star Wars movies with him and I watched a few and I liked The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just started kind of getting into that because I really think that baby Yoda, he's kind of cute. Like yeah. if that was a real thing, I'd probably have to have one of those. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, no, Star Wars is, uh, hey, that's the one thing like, like I'm trying to remember, I was just cruising through and I stumbled onto your page. And, and I mean, this is months ago. And I'm like, Conspiracy Kyle, that's cool. And I'm looking and it's a Star Wars themed podcast. And I'm like, that's kind of neat. So so I listened to some episodes. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I got to get hooked up with this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of those things like I've always loved and then, you know, kind of woken up to what's really happened in the world over the past few years. And I went back and watched them. I'm like, holy shit. You know, there's a lot of stuff in there, like even the like the newer prequel movies, which a lot of people dog on. It, it really it's crazy how they they, you know, and, I, and we had messaged back and forth about this a, a little bit, how Lucas really laid out the game plan to like setting up a totalitarian government. You know, it's all about, you know, setting up manufactured crises and, you know, consolidating more and more power. And, you know, it's not in a Star Wars setting. So I think people watching it didn't really pick up on it uh, of what he was really trying to say here, you know, from the political aspect, because it's more about the force and the Jedi and all that stuff. But like, it's really true what, what happens in politics. I think you'll, you'll test that as well, that it's all about setting up these manufactured events, false flags, whatever you want to call them, using the whole problem reaction solution, you know, method over and over again until you can get get more and more power and i think you know that's not been any more evident than we've seen through this whole covid situation and i think also what we're seeing with afghanistan as well well i think that's what that's that's what really was the angle for me when i listened to some of your shows and it's like 
you were using Star Wars analogies to kind of go over what's happening in the world now. And the stuff is so much, is so on the money that it's actually kind of scary, right? But right. take all that out of the equation, just for George Lucas to think about this story. Because whenever you write a story, you always got to have a background story on each and every character as a writer. Because I kind of dabble and mess around, write some screenplays and some things like that. They'll probably no, not go anywhere. But I got some really cool stories I'm working on. But when I was developing the characters, I had a backstory for each and every character. So so this is where he can come in with these other movies, like you say, prequels, uh, to kind of show, you know, where did these people come from? Like, like Darth Vader. Like, what made Darth Vader Darth Vader? Right. So and then you you watch these prequels. Well, that answers your question. But but you're right. A lot of the things that go on in those movies, the, the whole, like you say, huge false flag things. That, and now, you know, we used to get a false flag every what, four or five years. Now it's every four or five days. So but we, right. we're just crazy conspiracy theorists. Kyle. <laughs> we don't we don't we don't know nothing. Hey, you know, I listened to stuff that I talked about on the dangerous world like a year ago. And it's all like so on the money right now it's like i don't even know if we, we consider theorists anymore no it's it's you know a few months a few months it's uh a few months down the road it's true you know so the, i guess the star wars tie-in I'll, I'll lead into uh you know the conversation about afghanistan because I, i'd like to kind of break down a little bit what we talked about the other night with the legit bad guys on on kind of the history of it but you know the biggest thing in star wars is that in the prequels palpatine the well who becomes the emperor uh, was basically funding and um, funding both sides of a conflict, right? So he was funding the separatists, you know, ones that were seceding from the from the galaxy, and he was funding and running the republic, you know, the government on the other side. So I don't, I think that's so uh, interesting, especially when you talk about Afghanistan, with with how you know the U.S. and CIA have funded a lot of the ap- operations of the Taliban and in their in their predecessors before that, as well as the Afghani citizens. So. Uh, if you if you want to go ahead and kind of d- dive through some of that that we talked about the other day, as far as you know the history of how this is all broken down, well, well, it's kind of funny because uh, like when you talk about Palpatine, right? That's like to me, that's Rothschild's family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean, I mean, they were known for funding both sides of the war. I mean, why why be concerned with making a profit on the side that has to win when you can make a profit on winners and losers? So you're getting paid on both ends, right? And a lot of that was happening with this whole Afghanistan fiasco that goes all the way back to when even before the Russians invaded Afghanistan. Well, I guess, you know, Matt brought up a good point the other night. And I mean, for listeners, maybe they can go out to legit bat and kind of watch that episode. Right. Because it was a pretty good episode when we were all on there. Uh, So the Afghan uh, government actually asked the Russians to come in to kind of to kind of help them out right so the russians had a like a free free you know a free key to the city and once they got in there they're like yeah well we can just stay here you know we don't have any problem just staying here <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah so we, we all know how that worked out right like it, eventually it didn't just like it didn't for us just like it didn't for Ad- alexander the great and anybody else that's ever tried to you know, and I wouldn't say we were there as a conquering force, uh, but I think the Russians, when they went in, was more, you know, once they got in the door, they were going to go in as a conquering force, right? So uh, so this thing about Afghanistan, you know, just Afghanistan in itself goes back like literally thousands of years you know, where everything is, uh, you know, based on, they don't, like I said in the show the other night, right, these people are tribal, 
Like you've got all these different factions of Afghanistan people. And I mean, you know, in their history, like they're not, they're not like loyal to a central government, right? That's, that's just not how they work. You know, you know, they, they're loyal to their war, their warlord or their, you know, the head of their clan or the head of their uh, tribe, so to speak, or whatever. And, uh, and you keep getting all these outside people that are coming in there trying to kind of exploit their natural resources, which is like literally trillions of dollars of natural resources in Afghanistan. Uh, you know, and I'm sure that we walked away with quite a bit of it, to be honest with you. Uh, but this whole late thing that's happening recently with our this kind of pullout that that the uh, United States is doing, you know, kind of a hastily hastily pulling out, like in my view. But uh, I mean, getting out of Afghanistan, okay, I don't view that as a bad thing, but it's just like anything. There's a right way to do it, and there's a wrong way to do it. And now, you know, and just, you know, a few weeks ago, Joe Biden's telling us, oh, you know, the Afghani people are 300,000 heavily armed troops over there. They got all kinds of equipment. They're, they're, they're going to be fine. It's not going to be a problem. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, we'll look where we are. Right. So, so to me, there has to be, there has to be a reason why the Taliban was allowed to regain its strength to come out and to take the country over in what, a matter of weeks, you know, you're talking you're talking about a month. Like we started hearing about all this stuff because you know Trump said he wanted to have a pullout of our troops by May first, uh, and of course, you know, th those those pullout dates are never written in stone, right? Right. The pullout date is written in stone when you see the helicopter airlifting people off uh, rooftops. And you've got uh, big, huge C-17s like uh, airlifting people out of the airport. Um, the one thing that really bothers me about the whole deal uh, is some of the things that I was reading and researching today is that we've left like 10, 15, 10 to 15,000 American citizens over there. And they're right. telling them, well, you're going to have to, you're kind of on your own. If you can get to the airport, well, we can get you out. Okay, these people have to go through Taliban checkpoints hostile neighborhoods i mean that place is a mess over there and, and, and for our government to do that i mean that's turning your back on your people and that just shows that just shows the lack of backbone and, and, you know and I, and I always say you know i always was a trump supporter i don't agree 100 percent with everything that he's done i definitely don't support him with his push for the the pharmaceuticals without getting into it too deep right. uh, but that's one thing that i I really got to believe he wouldn't let happen. Like he would make sure those people got out. Now, now we do know that they sent a thousand troops over there. Now they're sending 5,000 more troops over there. Uh, and the other night when we were talking, you had kind of an interesting theory about that. And the more that I thought about it, the more that it made sense, Kyle. And then some of the things that we're reading today is now they're saying if, if, uh, if the Taliban harms any U.S. citizens or whatever, well, there's going to be retaliation for that. Right. So the Taliban is saying that they're going to make sure they get out safe. So, so we'll see. Uh, a funny thing about the Taliban, they kind of do what they say they're going to do. I'll, I will give them that. Uh, so, so maybe they can, you know, you know I mean, you can't 100% agree. I mean, uh, excuse me, guarantee that these people are going to get out safe. I mean, there's a family actually from New Hampshire, from Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, that the government in the state of New Hampshire has actually been in contact with. Uh, haven't heard from them in the last day. 
So uh, some people here are getting a little nervous about that. Hopefully, you know, they can make their way to the airport and they can get them out of there. But uh, right. but but what a mess over there. But did you want to touch a little bit on your little theory that we had the other night? Uh, yeah, because, let me... because it really, really is good theory, Kyle. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, let me talk about that theory. Let me let me I want to throw a few a few comments from the, the live chat we have here. Our, our, our good friend, Deplorable Janet, she says uh, she believes that it was perfectly planned by the U.S. The outcome was exactly what we wanted. So in, in a lot of our minds, it was botched. But in their in their mind, it was done exactly how they should have. It was in, you know intentionally botched. So I, I can kind of go along with that. And like she said, they left a lot of guns and military equipment for, you know, something to happen in the future. So, yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. And I think, you know, my my point was that you know, like with leaving a lot of these people over there, um, I think what we're going to see in, in like in Biden's rambling conference the other day, hey, if anything happens, we'll, we'll go we'll go back. You know, all these people are left there. We're going to start seeing a lot of those videos, those grainy videos of people in, you know, you know, ba basements with with, you know, dungy uh, dungeons and whatever being beheaded like we did back in, you know, 2002 and 2003. Um, you know, journalists, whatever, they'll probably get some people that you know, people may know or pe that, that have some prominence and it's, it's going to happen, whether, whether it happens, whether it physically happens or it's just a false flag, what, what have you, it's, it's the same principle said, well, listen, we can't allow this to happen. You know, I, I think, you know, they're not really too worried about what happened to the Afghan people themselves. I mean, I think, I think a lot of us personally are because we know about the, you know, Sharia law and, and how that, and how that affects, you know, the women and, and the girls. And that's, it's terrifying. Um, but I think what's going to happen is we're going to start seeing a lot of beheadings of American citizens that have been left behind there. And it's just going to be, hey, we have to go back. We have to go back just to fix this crisis. Right. And that's what it always is. It's we have to fix this specific crisis and then and then we're done. But but as you know, with this stuff, I mean, it's already been 20 years. It's it's going to lag on and on again. And, you know, the military industrial complex will 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 make their will make their money and it'll just be like. It'll just be like nothing happened. Like this was a little blip in the radar, but you know, I guess it it remains to be seen. Okay, so so uh, real quick, just want to do a say hello to our friend Deplorable Janet. She's in the comments. I didn't see her, but you said she's in there. Uh, love Janet. Uh, so you know, there's a couple of things uh, about about what you just said, Kyle. That you know, I think it's important to remember that a lot of these beheadings before. And I mean, and I'm not covering for the Taliban like, by any stretch, but a lot of these beheadings, these were from Al Qaeda and they were from ISIS, right? Uh, which was kind of, even though they're supposed to be two different factions, I mean, they're all kind of flying under the same flag as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, but I, I, think, I think if this was like Janet says, uh, planned exactly how the government wanted to happen, then the government definitely wanted it to appear as a botched pullout, right? Number one. And number two, if I were the Taliban, I would do whatever it took to make sure those American citizens made it to the airport safely. And, I, and I'll tell you why. They don't want us coming back down on them in the fashion that we came down on them in 2001, 2002, because I mean, it only took us a few weeks and we, and we just cleared house on those guys. Uh, and they know that we could, hey, you know what? We've got 6,000 troops there still. And that's additional right. on top of the troops that we already have there. You take, you take they send 5,000 troops from the 82nd Airborne 
Okay, these are hardcore guys that are trained to kill and want to do their job. So if I was the Taliban, I wouldn't want to be messing with these guys. And I certainly want to, wouldn't want to be messing with the actual hammer to come down from the U.S. military. So, so as I said, I would do whatever it took to make sure these American citizens get back to the airport so they could get out of there. Uh, however, that doesn't say anything about the Afghani people that aided our troops that were translators for our troops, that were informants for our troops. Well, those people are all going to be fair game, you know. And we and we've seen we've seen videos of the Taliban rounding up all the women now, like they were doing before, rounding up the women, the young girls, uh, to use as wives, sex slaves, sex trafficking, whatever. Okay, so so we do know that that's going to happen. We have seen some videos of them uh, hanging people from cranes already, and we'll be seeing more of those. And, uh, and we got word today that there was uh, an American, uh, an Afghani interpreter for the Americans that they they actually rounded up and killed his whole family. So so you know, sadly, the, these are the aftermaths of what's going to happen. But but it but it but it kind of looks like uh, United States after. You know, giving these people stacks and stacks of money, which could be, you know, virtually useless to them. Uh, you know, we're just kind of turning our backs on them, and that's the problem. So, so are we ever going to have the trust of the Afghani people again, if need be? Like it's just like how every time we we promised Iran we were going to help them overthrow their government, and they got right to the point where it was going to happen, and then we left them hanging. And then what's the government do? It just goes out and, and it cracks down harder. And you know right now that the Taliban is going to crack down big time. And then you got this CNN reporter over there, total idiot. <laughs> oh, and yeah, she, this is she, great. Well, it seems they're saying they're chanting death to America, but they, they seem mostly friendly. Right, right. And then, like she, they didn't, and then she's right. asking them, now, if you're going to bring democracy in here, now, basically, to paraphrase, you're going to give the woman the right to vote and this and that. And one of the Taliban guys just cracked up laughing. He's like, okay, you're going to have to turn the camera off. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you know for a fact that that is not going to happen. There's not going to be a single woman in Afghanistan that's going to have a voice when it goes to anything. They don't even like to educate women there. They're like outlawed from going to school. It's like you're supposed to be pregnant and barefoot, just like down south in the United States. <laughs> so, so, so this is this is their plan. You know, we don't know what the Taliban's going to do. China and Russia. Well, I probably shouldn't speak for Russia, but China has announced today that they're going to recognize the Taliban as a legitimate world leader, uh, the leader of Afghanistan. And you know the Chinese they're cozying right up to them because they want their natural resources. And let's face it. The Taliban ain't going to take China on either. Right. But the, but the biggest thing for me is like, OK, so we have all these voting audits coming down and those are going to get intensified. We're supposed to have the results out of Arizona by next week. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, all these are happening, right? They want us to take the eye, our eyes off the prize. The other thing that's going on is now China is doing invasion drills to prepare to invade Taiwan. People do not want us watching what's going on in Taiwan because we have vowed to protect Taiwan. Same thing with Japan, right? Japan's vowed to protect Taiwan as well. So now uh, Chinese propaganda is spreading stories 
to kind of turn the minds of the Taiwanese people to say, listen, did you see what the Americans just did to Afghanistan? Well, they're going to do the same thing to you to try to win the hearts and minds of the Taiwanese people. So maybe when China goes to invade Taiwan, well, maybe it's going to be a little bit of an easier transition. I mean, there's so many things to be watching here. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, there's so many distractions like this, right. like every single thing has is a serious thing. But but like, OK, so so which one are we supposed to be watching the most? Right. OK, right. so and, that, that's the big question right there. And that's and that's the hard part about it is and, you know, talking about, you know, um, Taiwan and even, you know, Hong Kong and how Chinese is pushing the propaganda to them about, hey, listen, the, the communist the communist style of government isn't that bad which I think is a big part of why China did whatever they needed to do to get, to get the COVID situation as bad as it is over here, you know, um, right, right or wrong, manufacturer, whatever, it's, it's a problem. It's a big thing. So I think, I think part of that happening was for them to, to say to some of these countries, listen, it's no better over there. Look, they have freedom and look at all the bullshit they're going through. So, so why would you rely on them? Yeah, so the biggest problem with Taiwan is this, and this is why we would have to protect them. Not only do we have a protection treaty with them. Okay, so we all know that there is a big computer chip shortage, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just bring up one example. Taiwan is like the top producer of computer chips for the world. Right. So who who controls the chips and the chip manufacturing controls electronics all over the world, right? There are literally tens of thousands of Ford trucks parked in parking lots all over the place down there in Kentucky and probably in Ohio because you're born in Kentucky, right? <clears throat> Where they're storing all these Ford trucks because they can't sell them because they're missing one chip that's designed for the crash avoidance system. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so either somebody else has got to ramp it up and build chips. And here's another reason why we should put all our eggs in one basket, right? I mean, anybody the old time has always tell you, never put all your eggs in one basket because if the eggs in this basket break and you got some over there where well, you got a backup. Well, we don't have a backup for computer chips. And I mean, this is a problem. We, I'm talking chips that run everything. Cell phones, televisions, computers, automobiles. I mean, you name it. If it's got any type of electronics in it, it's got computer chips in it. And I'm not saying Taiwan's the only one that makes them, makes computer chips, but they're definitely the biggest chip manufacturer in the world. Right. I mean, I mean, maybe China, like, there was some talk that China wants to go into Taiwan just to ensure that they can have enough chips for the products that they're pushing, right? I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, it's all just theories, but but we need to be watching every single one of these things. Now, I'm really starting to think that this Taliban thing, like you say, is just a just a really a mere inconvenience, really, at this point, where, you know, maybe we shouldn't be watching what the Taliban's doing. You know, I mean, we can revisit the Taliban later. We've revisited them a few times. Right. It's China that you got to worry about because China's over there making deals with them. Russia's over there making deals with them. Where does that leave the United States? Right. 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 They're never going to trust us again. So we're never going to get our foot in the door again. And and I mean, we can only print so much money to buy these people off. Kyle, did you see the post on Instagram today that they went into this one room in this uh, office building in Kabul 
and it was literally stacks and stacks and stacks of brand new hundred dollar bills all shrink wrapped. Oh my god! No, I didn't see stacks of them. You know, <sighs> and I mean, granted, they could call the Federal Reserve and tell them to print up as much money as they think they need. But I mean, when that money starts hitting, starts hitting the uh, the pipeline, what's that going to do? It's going right. to cause more inflation, hyperinflation. I mean, all this stuff is coming home to roost, like at the same time. And that's why I have this real drastic feeling that something's going to happen. Like something big needs to happen for everything to start. And it's never going to go back to normal. So, so people out there listening, never say, let's get back to normal. Normal's gone. Yeah. Right. Right. Everybody says, oh, this is the new normal. Okay. We're going to get a new normal every six months. You know, yeah. just like the just like the new booster shot they're talking about. You're gonna get that every six months. But right. but anyways, yeah. So 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 we really gotta keep our eye on what's going on. And this is where people like you, me, the legit bad guys, uh all of our other podcasting friends, uh Dangerous World Deep Share. I mean, we all sit around and we just really try to take time out of doing our real job to try to stay on top of this shit because we're like the little digital soldiers, right? I don't care what anybody says. This is what we're doing. Right. Like some people will listen to our podcast and get like, kind of like an idea of what's really going on because here we are sitting back doing this shit for free. Like we have no agenda. We have zero agenda. Why would we want to go on here and lie? Mm-hmm. You know, right. we look into we look into what we're talking about. We try to put out the best information that we can, and we're constantly trying to vet that information. So, I think what right. we're doing what we're doing is a good thing, and we have to keep doing it. And it's and it's crazy, you know. Even you know, my podcast is is a smaller podcast, but I still look at my statistics and see that you know at least one or two people in thirty to forty different countries around the world are listening to this. Right. right. Like I would, I never believe that I'd be able to have, you know, just to influence one mind in another country. That's not something that's never crossed my mind before. Like, like, you know, Colombia, Germany, Japan, like all these places. And it, it, like you said, it's important for us to keep spreading this stuff because, you know, I talk about it with people I know in, in the everyday world and some of them look at me like I'm crazy. Some of them get it, but you know, this is a, a, a great, and it's been very gratifying, but also it's, it's, it's 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 discouraging and stressful at the same time because like you said you know we're looking into all this stuff right and it's not it's not fun right it's you know we're looking into what you know what the world economic forum and all these assholes have planned for us in the future and it's not fun to talk about that stuff but the more we talk about it, i talked about this a little bit before you came on is you know the, the more we talk about it the more we spread this information maybe we can even try to just push some of these agendas back a little bit you know maybe just maybe just you know um, give them a five-yard penalty, right? I mean, the end result it may be the same, but I think as long as you can kind of make a make a dent in your own little way, I think it's hey, I think it's worth the fight. Kyle, anytime we can throw a wrench into the gears, even if it's a small wrench and a big gear, I mean, it's all going to help, right? And I think the word that more accurately describes our feeling about what we're doing it's utter frustration. Mm-hmm. Yes. because we I, i'm in contact with lots of people in my business and i only and i don't i don't talk to all of them about what's going on or what i got going on uh and i mean in my studio is upstairs from my business so if i'm up here trying to do something get my show out do some editing while i have a few minutes in between jobs or appointments or whatever and then one of the guys will say oh he's upstairs just go ahead up there i had to tell them that stop sending people up here because i don't want everybody know to know what i'm doing 
because right. I mean, there's there's going to be a certain part of this where we're going to need a little uh, a little secrecy or a little yeah. you know hiding behind the scenes because you know we could. I, realistically, you know, people like us, even Janet, I mean, they love to get on deplorable Janet's case. I oh, mean, yeah. <laughs> pe- people could be, you know, there's nothing saying that they won't come here one day and say, hey, listen, you know, we've been listening to your show. Uh, you need to stop that. Or somebody's right. going to go to you and tell you the same thing and every other one of our guys in our podcast circle. Right. So so but it's frustrating when you talk to people like like I have a pretty good sized circle of friends. And when we get together, I will briefly talk about a few things if I'm asked about it. Exactly. Yes. If I'm not, if I'm not asked about it, great. We'll talk about your grandkids. I don't care. But bottom line is, is when we get into a conversation and they just give you that deer in the headlight look, oh, I didn't even know anything like that was going on. And I want to say, are you freaking kidding me? How can you not know this is going on? It's Right. right in front of your eyes. And this is where the term I came of bird boxing comes from. Put your bird box and uh, blindfold on and just fucking go. Li- oh, sorry, Kyle. I didn't mean to say. Just no, whatever. On, say whatever. Just go on and live your life because you are blind and you're not going to be any help to anybody. So I've actually, after a year plus of talking about these subjects, trying to educate people on these subjects, I think we have to understand that's a certain faction of society that we no longer can help. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if they haven't listened to us by now, and I don't mean just listen to you, listen to me, other people in our circle, just people in general in the genre out there talking about these things that we should be keeping an eye on. And they're just going with the narrative, going with the flow. They you, you can talk to them for hours and it just doesn't absorb into their brain. Okay, so maybe we should stop wasting our energy on that and focus on the people that we know possibly can maybe share with other people. Share our shows. That's huge. All you listeners out there, take our shows. Follow us on our accounts. Follow us on our podcast. Give us ratings. Get the information out there because, like Kyle just said, if you change the mind of one person or not change your mind, but just simply enlighten that person, then maybe they'll go out and talk to a few people. And some people say, well, that's a really interesting view. You know, right. I, kind of, I kind of agree with you on that. And then right. they do the same down the line. And next thing you know, that that whole circle of people that are ready to fight the deep state, which is really what's going on. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's yep. a conspiracy freaking fact. If we could beat these people at their game, then maybe we won't be dealing with these lockdowns. I talked to my friend from New Zealand. They locked down the whole country of New Zealand for literally one case. Right. Not even one, one death, one, one case. One case. They locked the whole country down. Oh, come on. This is, look at the videos coming out of Australia. It is absolutely mind boggling what these people have done. But here's the common thread of all these countries where these things are being done worse than they are in the United States is our Second Amendment. Yep. Because if they had a Second Amendment or something similar to the Second Amendment, do you think the government's going to try that? They're going to try. But I really am extremely doubtful when you add up the number of gun owners in this country, 
I find it extremely doubtful that they're going to be able to pull it off because a lot of people are just really done, really done. We all get, we all got the COVID fatigue. As I say, mm-hmm. we're tired of this bullshit. We're tired of being told what to do. We're tired of the censorship. Like we have to be careful about what we talk about on the shows. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't really, I'm not real careful about what I talk about on my show. But without mentioning any names, somebody in our circle, and we could talk about it offline, had several of his episodes miraculously disappear. And I know what the subjects were that these episodes were about. They disappeared. Yep. So that, to me, is censorship, right? We have the First Amendment, freedom of speech, number one amendment. I mean, uh, in the Bill of Rights or whatever. So we have that is supposed to protect us. We're supposed to be able to get on here and sprout whatever we want. Now, I don't believe in hate speech. I don't believe in getting down on certain people. I'm just not made that way. I just don't do that. To me, it's live and let live uh, to each their own. Okay, just don't push it on to me. Like, we don't push we don't push what we talk about onto anybody. Like, right. we put it out there. If you want to listen, listen. Cool. If you don't want to listen, well, don't listen. Go back and to watch it. Go back to watching CNN or yeah. uh, listening to you know whatever, and just and just don't listen to it. Just forget we even exist, and that's and, fine. And, and related to the censorship, and also you know to the like you mentioned, there's that subset of people that just aren't going to be receptive. You know, a certain subset of that population as well will actively try to disrupt your life because oh, yeah. of your beliefs and thoughts. You know, so and that goes to the the censorship. You know, I've and I think a lot of us have probably talked a little bit here and there about you know. BLM and the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's never about the underlying premise. It's about like the corporation that that runs and is, you know, funneling money to the Democratic Party and doing all these all these crazy stuff and riots and stuff. It has nothing to do. But but to the untrained ear, that may sound like it's something that it's not right. And the wrong person catches wind of that, especially if it's somebody, you know, personally, and that can make your life a living hell because they could they could, they'll they'll brand you with one of those IST names, right? And, and once you're labeled with with one of those, it, it, it's it's like in the it's like in the court of law. It's harder to defend defend against something that somebody brings towards you first. You know, it's harder to to combat that that allegation. You know, than if it never happened in the first place. So it's 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 very it's very difficult. And it's 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 treading water. And you know, I don't like I'm similar to you, Ron. Um, a lot of it, I, there's some people I, I just, I don't talk to it. I don't talk about this stuff too, because for one, you know, especially in the course of my, my work and stuff, and I work in healthcare um, for, for, for a lot of it, it's just really not pertinent to the job at hand. You know, I'm there, I'm, I'm paid to do a job. I'm not paid to give them my political opinions or my socioeconomic opinions about this stuff. I'm there to do a job and I've been doing it really well for about a decade now. And I'm going to continue doing that unless People have problems with it otherwise. So I go at it from that angle. If people find out about that stuff after the fact, that's fine. But just know that you, all you people know me personally, and I'm a good person. So you can, you can label me, you, you can say, oh, he's talking this and that, but like they fundamentally know how I am as a person. And if they do find out about that stuff, it's going to be a shock to their system because they've been, they've been bred to believe that conspiracy people are these crazy tinfoil hat wearing weirdos out on the street corner, yelling at people, doing this, doing that. But it's like, at the end of the day, we're, we're normal people who just have a different thought pattern. You know, we're normal people. We treat people with respect if we get respect. But we, we think about things differently. And we're not out to, like you said, 
We're not out to bash anybody's uh, opinion or belief systems. We, we just believe things differently. And we're willing to have conversations about that, which is another thing that drives people crazy is that they expect the, the conspiracy people to be like Alex Jones, right? Yelling and screaming and raving. But no, we're willing to have conversations about this stuff. And that really, um, you know, to, to use a biblical term, it, it kind of heaps, heaps hot coals upon their heads because they don't, they don't expect you to have a rash, rational response to it. Well, you know, you always hear people say, well, you know, there's more than one side to a story. So that I, so I ask these people, why are you only taking one side? Like, like, like the last time you broke up with your girlfriend or just give an example. And all your friends said, well, there's more than one side to the story. Well, there's more than one side to all these stories too. And, and the thing that we do is we critically think like we'll see a story and then we'll research the story and then we'll try to get both sides of the story. And then we will form our own, own opinions based on what we have found, right? Okay, people don't do that. They just see something, oh my God, oh yeah, it's crazy, you know, whatever. It's just like you talk about BLM and Antifa. Okay, I don't agree with either of those. But I don't care if Joe Blow or Jane Doe does. You know, that's the way you want to think, that's fine. All you got to do is look back to the fact that when you went to go donate to the BLM site, it redirected you to the Democratic Party. Right, Act okay, Blue. So, yeah, so, so what does that tell you right there? It brings you to a political action committee that's designed to make money. So what they did was the Democrats exploited BLM, actually, and Antifa, but more so BLM, because they used their cause, they hijacked their cause and stole all their money. Because yep. BLM, BLM is like, well, if you donate to us, you know, obviously, you know, they're left leaning, they're going to vote for Democrats or whatever. So they're like, well, that money's going to go to vote more Democrats in, you know, go into the fund. So that's a good thing when, uh, you know, that's just not what it was about. You know, it got the B BLM movement got hijacked because I think initially uh, the reasons why they came up with it and, and the reasons why they wanted to bring that all forward were pretty legitimate at the time. But I mean, but you can't say, OK, look at this organization. You know, you take them or Antifa, for example, and look at all the riots they were doing burning cities down, looting, and this, that. Is this, is this how you want to be associated with your movement? Because mm -hmm. they weren't even policing people on the street that could give two shits less about BLM, but they were definitely okay with breaking into Walgreens or burning down a CVS or burning down a grocery store that's feeding your neighborhood. I mean, come yep. on, people. Like, like, if we had a movement, like, we would make sure that that shit didn't happen. Right. Because that's, that's not what this is about. Now, we're here to to bring up you know to push our message forward not to cause all this hate and discontent and all this all this chaos and damage you know mm -hmm. when, when the summer of 2020 the mostly peaceful protests right and so, the funny thing the funny thing too is you know you you combine all those events that happened last summer worse worse net economic and personal impact than what happened on january 6th oh without God. a doubt yeah. You know, and then, you know, you talk about you talk about even, you know, the, the peaceful protest aspect of it, what have you. And you look at people now trying to do the peaceful protest about, you know, fighting against the vaccine mandates. Right. I know the legit bat guys, they were out there out in California, you know, protesting at a local hospital about that. And, and that's and that and that's great. But you won't see any news coverage of that. If you see yeah. any news coverage of it, you'll see it's it's uh, these people got in an altercation or they're going to say it was, you know, the Proud Boys or got into a fight with Antifa or something. 
Sure. You won't get you won't get any coverage about what these people are actually talking about and fighting about. And if you get if you get news clips and you know snippets of of them interviewing people, it's it's just oh, it, it's it's the crazy the crazy most conspiracy person they can find, you know, to make it to make it seem like an illegitimate movement. But and it's, it's just such a contrast to last year when we were supposed to. And I, I believe all of us, I'm sure me, you, like we respect peaceful protesting. That's fine. All That's all well and good. But what happened last year was anything but. And what's happening now is truly peaceful protesting. And you're getting such a negative spin on it. And it's such a, it's upside down world. And even just the, you know, the terms that all these movements have, you know, and, and we, all, we all know this and it's just a, a running joke, but all the names of these organizations and the names of these movements are the complete opposite of what they actually oh stand for. Right. Anti- Black Lives Antifa, Antifa, Black Lives Biggest Matter. Example, yeah. A plan. Uh, my 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 other favorite word is Planned Parenthood, right? Like you're, you're you're not planning for parenthood. It's the it's the complete opposite. You know, it's just, it's just they they use these word plays, and then like especially the BLM, you say anything negative about that the the corporation of the people running, it's like, well, why don't you care about black people? It's like, no, 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 I I do. That's why I'm telling you about the dangers of this organization because they they don't. You know. Yeah, yeah. So you got BLM, right? And then uh, remember the big story was that this one girl, uh, and I don't know if it's 100% true, and I'm pretty sure it's true, where she said she was saying all lives matter. Well, they killed her. You know, and it's like, okay, so, so, so all lives do matter. Yeah, you know what, Kyle, I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your nationality is. I don't care anything about that. If you are a good person, and you have good morals, and you're a good person, I will support you. But if you're a jerk off and you're, and you're pulling all this stuff and you're doing anti-American stuff, which I think a lot of these people were doing, uh, then I don't agree with you. And then you, and then you take Antifa, right? Anti-fascists. And they're acting like fascists. Like, like I know a lot about fascists. I've studied the Nazis like for years. And when I first, like a couple of weeks into when I started learning about Antifa, I go, Oh my God, how could they pass themselves off as being anti-fascists when they're acting like fascists? Like they probably right. don't even know what the definition of that is, right? Right. I mean, these people are just, they're numb, they're stupid, and they just, you know, well, I wouldn't say that. I, I guess maybe the core people that started it, their heart was in the right place. And yes, I do believe in the right to peacefully protest, and it's actually guaranteed to us in the Constitution. But I'm sorry, burning cities down, uh, trying to burn down a federal building. Okay, if that anything was an insurrection, that was. Yeah, they, they were literally trying to burn down a federal courthouse. Mm-hmm. But when people just walk into the Capitol building, which is our building, I've said this multiple times, like we own that building. Right. So we should be able to walk into the Capitol building. But to call that an insurrection, like those dudes, are, they haven't seen an insurrection yet. But if, right. they, but if things <laughs> keep going, they could possibly see a real insurrection. I mean, I mean, so th- this stuff is going, you say it's an upside down world. It's absolutely half-assed backwards. It, just the stuff that you see. Like, I see these people, these posts, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, if you really want to see this, yeah, go on Facebook, because I don't do anything, any conspiratorial stuff on Facebook. I don't talk about my show. There's no posts about my show. There's nothing on Facebook. So I cruise Facebook just to see what people say and how they react to certain posts. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you that dumb? You are literally dumb. You're literally dumb. You're brainwashed, and you're just sucking it up like a like the old bond cat with the bowl of milk. 
<laughs> I mean, you're just lapping it up and you're just, uh, I, I don't, I just, I don't, I'm so dumbfounded sometimes. I just, I don't even know what to say. I just, I, you know, the old shake, shake my head. I shake my head. Yeah. You don't know whether to laugh or cry at that point, you know, and you know sometimes, I, I, sometimes. So Kyle, you know, I didn't mean to cut you off, but very good. my wife and I had a conversation last night and my wife thinks that I need to take a break <laughs> from this stuff. And I explained to her that these are the times where we can't take a break. Right. Does it, she says, well, doesn't it bother you? Doesn't it make you feel this way or feel that way or, or make you go crazy or whatever? I said, well, okay, so crazy, that's, you know, that's a big gray area right there. But, you know, we live, we live in a state where it's freezing seven months out of 12. And then out of the five, we have two good ones. Yeah, so I'm pretty crazy just to even live here. So am I crazy? I may be in a sense I'm crazy, but these are the times we need to push harder. You don't give up a fight. Like I was never a quitter. I don't quit things. Even if I'm taking a loss, I don't quit because I need to see it through. And I told and I gave her the whole with the digital soldiers thing, which she kind of chuckled at me. But I mean, she gets it. But I mean, sometimes I think like, yeah, I need to unplug for a couple of days. Well, the thing is, so many things happen in a short period of time now. Right. And I just really need to know what's going on. Right. I just do. I just I can't help it. Like, I come from a long line of patriots. My family came here in the 1640s. My family fought and died in the revolution. Not to mention all the other wars leading up to now. Right? I've had family, family members in Iraq and Afghanistan. So, so I mean, you know, I, I come up from a pretty hardcore line of patriots. And, and I can't help to think the way that I think about being an American. And, and is that part of the American indoctrination? Well, of course it is. You know, we're all indoctrinated in school as, you know, doing the Pledge of Allegiance and everything like that. Stand up for the national anthem, which I will do forever. And I don't care if it's indoctrination or not. That's just how I feel in my heart. That this is my country. It's the best country in the world. And I am not going to sit back and watch it get taken over by a bunch of commies. Right. And this is what they are. You call them progressives. Let's call it something cool. Right. They're progressives. Or they're socialists. Yeah, yeah you're commies is what you are. And I'm not going to sit, I'm not going to sit back and just watch that happen because I can run my mouth and I can run my mouth for a long time as now you're starting to see for yourself. <laughs> it, it's, it's the, yeah, it's the, you know, an NFL quarterback doesn't, doesn't take time off at week 16, 17 when you're trying right. to get to the playoffs, right? right. It, it's, it's crunch time every day, every week, every month right now. Yeah. And I think that's been evident in the last, last year, year and a half, you know, I can't attest to, prior years before that, because I was like most people, I was, I was asleep at the wheel for, you know, 30, 34 ish years of my life. And now, but now that I know this, I can't go back to sleep. I can't, I can't take a break from it. And yet, I think my wife kind of says the same things about me. It's kind of like an obsession, you know, scrolling Twitter and Instagram and looking at all this stuff. It's like, no, there's just, there's so much information that uh, I, we need, we need to be in, informed about it because, uh, a lot of the stuff that we see, most other people are not seeing because we have this niche of people that are willing to put themselves out there and share stuff that is going to get them. Like you said, it's going to get them banned. It's going to get them their accounts removed, all this kind of stuff. But we, we have to you know, be the ones on the, for lack of a better term, I guess, straight and narrow path and in, in, in providing a lot of this information. And, you know, uh, what you mentioned earlier about, you know, just seeing these posts on Facebook that, that made you kind of shake your head. I uh, Someone, someone said to my wife the other day, and, and she's not into all the conspiracy stuff I am, but she still understands a lot of the stuff fundamentally, right? She can critical, she's, she's, she, she can use critical thinking, 
somebody told her, they said, because my wife was talking about, you know, oh, there's all these labor shortages, right? Like there's nobody to work at restaurants. There's nobody to work here. There's nobody to work there. So she was talking about this with, with somebody and they said, well, it's because of all the people that died of COVID. Yeah. And, and my wife turned to like, like, no, no, that had no, you need to think about that again. Those are 70, 80 year old people. Okay. That, that are the majority of those deaths, those are not attributing to uh, worker shortages of people in their twenties and thirties. There's something completely different going, different going on there, whether it's unemployment scams, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, but that's how people think. They think um, COVID has caused every single ill in our world and they're pre-programmed to think, to be fearful of it. And, and you can attest to this, I'm sure, Ron, you know, the people that are more scared in our world about all this stuff are the ones that have been vaccinated. Right. And, and it, just, it just goes to show that no matter how much they do, no, it's like the whole useful idiot syndrome, right? Or, you know, uh, Stockholm syndrome. You know, with the useful idiots, like like you talk about Antifa earlier, right? The Antifa is the brown shirts in in Nazi Germany, yeah, right? Exactly. Th yep. They were willing to do do all of Hitler's dirty work, and then he turned around and had the SS wipe them out. So right. it, it's no different now. They're going along with this plan, but they're going to keep these people are going to keep getting injected and injected and locked down and locked down until the until they essentially have no lives. But the but the trick, and I, I think is what's happening is there. Uh, like, like, like the World Economic Forum says, you'll own nothing and you'll and you'll be happy. Mm -hmm. These people are are growing to appreciate wearing masks. They're growing to appreciate getting the constant injections and the, the government propaganda because it just seems to them like it's the right thing to do, and you're helping out your fellow man. And so, to them, it doesn't seem like a prison, but it is a prison. Yeah, you know, I think Kyle, a lot of that comes down to, uh, you know, they're just not willing to fight, right? Like, like, like they're not willing to fight. They're not willing to put themselves out there. I mean, we put ourselves out there every day, hmm. right? And, and they're just willing to just comply. Let's just comply. You know, I've never been a complier. I've never been a fan of authority. I just, that just is in my DNA. I, I'm just not into it. Uh, am I a lawbreaker? Well, no, I, you know, I mean, I'm a good moral person, but, but, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do something just because the masses tell me I need to do it, or they're going to shame me into it. And a lot of this is exactly that, too. They don't want to be shamed into it, one, because they got no balls to stand up for themselves. But remember the people were saying, well, you know, when they first stopped dropping the mask mandates, well, I still wear my mask because I don't want anybody to think that I'm a Republican or that <laughs> I'm a conservative. I'm like, oh, my God. So if you really think that way, your mindset, you are lost. Right? Yeah. But but the thing is, is. Uh, you know, you talk about the labor shortage, and it's just like these these vac these vaccine mandates are going to have a they're a double edged sword, right? Well, okay, so just look at this. I, I I watched a post today, and this lady was a nurse, and she makes a lot of sense. She actually quit her job because her hospital told her that she had to be vaccinated to work there, right? So, where there's already a nursing shortage, there's been a yeah. nursing shortage for years in this country. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, everybody was getting into nursing because that was a good way to make money. And it's and it's an honorable profession. Right. Let's call it what it is. Nothing wrong. I mean, everybody wants to be married to a nurse. You know, nurses make 100 plus grand a year. So. Uh, so. But what I'm saying, what is going to happen when they start mandating these vaccines and people say, well, I'm not doing it. I'm just flat out not going to do it. I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to have to quit my job and I'm just going to have to go to work somewhere else. Right. What's going to happen? Because we know that's over 40% of Americans are not vaccinated. So let's just say a small number. What if 20% or 25% of all 
healthware worker, healthcare workers decide they're not going to do the, ma- the vaccine mandate and they're just going to quit their job. What is that going to do for hospitals? Right. It's going to be, again, another hit to the healthcare industry where there's not enough people to take care of all the sick people. And I'll tell you right now, we may not be seeing it. Well, we are seeing it because all you're going to do is read the VAERS reports, even though those numbers are skewed, skewed because there's only like a little over 1% actually report to that. Right. Yeah. Based on that Harvard study. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're seeing deaths, we're seeing injuries, we're seeing all kinds of things. I mean, we just can run down the gamut, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Inflammation, arthritis, heart inflammation, uh, Bell's palsy. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Who's going to take care of these people? Because here's what's going to happen. It's going to get worse. Because these people that got vaccinated, and I mean, I kind of want to say, listen, we told you not to get vaccinated, yet you still did. And I'm talking, I have friends, close friends, close relatives, close customers. I Like my customer base, I mean, they've been coming here for years. And I've and I formed like relationships with these people. And they come in, well, I got my shot today. I'm like, oh my God, did you not listen to me for the last six months? Well, what do you mean? I just want to be safe. Dude, you just, you just, you were safe. Did you get sick before? Well, no. And now one of them, one of them, uh, he calls me the other day to cancel his appointment because he thinks he's got COVID. And I said, well, wait a minute. Did you say you were fully vaccinated? Oh yeah. I just dropped it. I just dropped it because what are we seeing? We're seeing now, now Now the Mockingbird media is using, what's their buzzword now? Their big buzzword, breakthrough cases. Yep. There's nothing breakthrough about these cases, right? These cases are happening just like Dr. Simone Gold said they were going to happen. And she's just one person. She said vaccinated people are going to be fine till they get the, the virus re- reintroduced to them. Their body's going to go mental with an auto, autoimmune response. It's not going to know what to do, and it's going to shut down. I mean, even the guy that invented the mRNA vaccine technology said they weren't supposed to use this on people. Like, this is still in the testing phase. Now, right. he's getting death threats. Oh, yeah. So, so what's going to happen with all these vaccinated people? Because we know that the most, the higher percentage of people that are coming down with COVID now, I don't care what the media says. I don't, re- I don't care what all the internet shills say when they're going out there and they're defending this bullshit. The higher percentage of vaccinated people are the ones that are coming down with COVID again. So now what is that? Just like Joe Biden said, uh, if you get, you know, just what, a month ago, if you get vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. You can do this. You can do that. You can do all these things, right? And then now we're finding out that that's not true. Right. So he gets called. So he gets called out on it. He gets called out on. He says, "Well, it was true at the time." Right. So what else is going to be true at the time? That's not true now because they're saying these people six months, couple years, maybe up to five years out could have some. Not saying they're going to. Could have some serious health implications from these vaccines, And, and if people aren't working because they refuse to get the vaccine. Who's going to take care of them? Right. right. Well, I, I will. Here's my one. I want to. I want to run this past you. See what you think about this. As far as the the labor shortage, specifically in healthcare, and kind of my theory about kind of where they think they can take this. And, and, and mind you, I think yeah, I think there'll be a big issue for a while. 
if there are these shortages with 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 immediate care of patients. But but here's my here's my hypothesis. You know, all the time now you've been seeing all this predictive programming coming out about that, you know, that company Boston Dynamics. Oh, yeah. um, all, all you know, all these robots, they can do all these crazy things, right? Which which sorry to interrupt, they changed their name so they're no longer Boston Dynamics. But oh, what is it now? I'm not sure what it is now, but I think they were getting such a bad rap because they were making all the Terminator robots. So they changed their name. So sorry to interrupt, Kyle. Go ahead. No, no, not a problem. Um, so my, I mean, my hypothesis is, I think, I think it's pretty, it's pretty fundamental that the government, the, the powers that be, have technologies that they haven't rolled out to our eyes, right? For 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 many years. I mean, even just think about mRNA. One of the things they say is that well, mRNA has already been in pre-production of research for the past 10 to 20 years. We're just now rolling it out. And that's true. And that is true. So think about, think about when you talk about robotics and, you know, another quick little Star Wars reference, right? Like, you know, in in Star Wars, they have, there's no doctors. It's all robots. There's robots that deliver Luke and Leia as babies. There's robots that put on Luke's prosthetic hand. There's, there's robots that heal Luke back to life after he gets attacked by the snow monster. So my hypothesis is that um, the powers that be, oh, you have worker shortages, great. We already have prototype, whatever you want to call it, nurse robots, whatever. And it probably sounds real sci-fi to a lot of people, but you know, if they're if they're listening to this, I think they'd probably expect it from me. Um, so, so what are your thoughts about that? Do you think that they have some of this planning already, and especially with the predictive programming that we've been seeing about what these robots can do now, that it's it's out of the realm of possibility that they're going to turn around and have those working in the healthcare setting to make a lot of these binary decisions on patients, right? They can say, hey, you're healthy, you're good, you're not healthy, you're going to die. You know, I, I, I don't think that's too, too far off. Okay, so I have to agree with you 100%, Kyle, on that. And if anybody's listening, wants to go and listen to the Wicked Planet podcast, the 5G Future of Surveillance in Healthcare We talk about exactly this, okay? If there's a healthcare shortage as far as, you know, staff, right? There's there's going to be robotic technology and like what we would deem science fiction machines that can heal people. I feel as though that that technology already exists. Nikola Tesla you know how we had a lot of his papers disappear with Donald H. Donald Trump's uncle, right? Who was a shyster, and <laughs> uh, and the government, right? Now, now all these papers are deemed classified. Like we don't know what's on them. But Tesla said that you know bodies could be healed with frequency. So, uh, in the sense that maybe frequency could be used to kill, uh, you know, cancer, uh, kidney problems, uh, liver problems, you know, whatever. Right, maybe not broken bones. Like you're not going to cure broken bones with, uh, you know, frequencies or whatever. But I don't think it's outside of the realm that there would be a robotic machine that could set your arm, and it probably could do it better than a human being. Right? I mean, I mean, you just take you just take for an example what I do for a living. Right? Like if a car gets wrecked, we have to bring it in, replace the damaged parts, repair damaged parts, and then we need to refinish those parts to make the color match the existing color. Okay, dude, that's a challenge. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, we're really good at what we do, but I tell people you have to remember 
These vehicles are built and refinished by robots. Robots paint these cars. So you're taking a human is going to have to replicate what a computerized, high-tech, multi-million dollar robot is doing the same thing. Like we're humans and we're trying to do this. You know what I mean? And we're getting pretty good results. So a human could do something very good. They could set an arm. You know, they could pop your shoulder back into the joint. They could fix a broken leg. So I think if a human can do that, well, there's going to be a machine that can do that as well. So so I, I agree with you 100%. It's just like all these people that want $15 an hour to flip hamburgers. Okay, McDonald's is not a career decision. That's something you do when you're off from school. You need a little pocket money, some spending money, you know, for whatever, you know. But you go into a McDonald's, excuse me, you go into the local McDonald's down here in the city, right? They got kiosks in there. It's real easy. You put your card in, you pick what you want, you hit ding, ding, you pull your card out, you go over to the counter, give it a minute or two, your food's there. Yep. Okay, who's to say they're not going to have the whole fast food industry running like that and you would probably get better results at least they would you know they're not going to screw you con- it'd be consistent it, w- it would look like the advertisements for every us, right? time i take my niece to mcdonald's we go once a month it's like a little treat for her i don't like her to do it a lot uh, yeah. she's a big reader so i take her to the bookstore she buys like five books and i take her to mcdonald's every single time they screw our order up it's not difficult <laughs> it really isn't difficult and you want 15 bucks an hour to do this come on and I've seen a lot of, and I've seen a lot of videos of the of the burger flipping robots. Now, I mean, that's another thing. I don't know if that was Boston Dynamics or somebody, but I mean, it's a very, it's a very simple, rudimentary thing, right? You just flip some, waits a certain amount of time, flips it again, flips it again. You know, so that that stuff in the in yeah, like you mentioned in the in the restaurant industry as well, it, it's it's right around the corner. I mean, I think I think there'll be some headaches, but then once again, it's the whole problem reaction solution, right? It's just these problem reaction solutions. It, it's it's cyclical in nature. So the, the, the solution of the, you know, hey, if you're not going to get the, the COVID shot, you're going to be fired. That's the solution. Well, now that's the start of a new problem in a worker shortage. And they start all over again to get to their next, their next thing. And it's going to be a continuation thing now because now they're pushing the, uh, the boosters, right? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Now, now what are we seeing? Oh, well, it doesn't appear that the effectiveness is that good. So you're going to have to get a booster. Like we were saying six months ago that people are going to have to, they're just you're not just going to get one shot you know in the case of the astrazeneca or the johnson and johnson shot that's the one shot deals you take the pfizer and the moderna those are two shot deals okay i'm not a pharmacist a doctor or anything like that like one of the jokes on my show is i'm not any type of ologist but but i'm smart enough to know that they're going to tell you you need boosters and they're going to have to continually give you these boosters right it's just like uh like we took one of my dogs to the vet uh yesterday she had to get her Lyme booster. Like she gets a Lyme booster every year, right? So it's no different for humans. Humans are going to have to keep getting this booster because your body wants to shed off and expend these vaccines. It wants to get rid of them because they know they're not natural because mm-hmm. these are not vaccines that have live virus in them. Like these are not really vaccines by definition, right? Well, the Pfizer and the Moderna one are not vaccines. You know, maybe the J&J and the AstraZeneca I mean, I think they have a little bit of the COVID and if, if there is such a thing, right? Like, like I said this before, you know, I believe COVID exists. It's just not what they're trying to make us believe that it is. But, but yeah, so these, so these things are going to be happening, right? Uh, and, and to get back to the Boston Dynamics thing, I can remember a year ago uh, when we were starting to see a lot of these, uh, these videos surface 
uh, about these, uh, we call them dogs. The boss. Oh, yeah. Dogs. I remember these. Yeah, these were around. crazy. Okay. Have you seen the latest version of War, War of the Worlds on the Epics channel? No, I haven't. Okay. So the War of the Worlds, everybody knows the basis of this story, right? It was H.G. Wells. And where these uh, aliens come down and they, you know, attack humans or whatever. Well, in the newest version, the series of War of the Worlds, they look just like Boston Dynamic Dogs. They walk like them. They look like them. They sound like them. And I can remember a year or so ago when we started watching these videos, I was telling my brother, I said, you see this right here? When the shit hits the fan and the apocalypse comes, and, and that was before I was calling it, you know, the cabal or the deep state, but, you know, the powers that be. When they come after us, these are the things we're going to have to learn how to fight. Mm -hmm. Because these things don't care if it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's cold, if it's hot. They just don't care. It doesn't matter. So we're going to have to learn how to fight these things, which brings you back to the predictive programming. That is Terminator. Right. Because that's basically what these are. Right. Right. It's Terminator. It's RoboCop. All, all of these. It's everything right? all like, put together. Yeah. Because yep. they can pro they don't have any empathy. They don't care about you. You're not going to be able to reason with them. You're not going to be able to explain to them that they've made a mistake, that they have the wrong person. Oh, which yeah. Happened, like which the, happened the, a lot. The beginning of the, the first RoboCop movie. And you know, I watched the RoboCop movies a few months ago just as a quick little diversion to get away from all the stuff or we're talking about here as a refresher yeah. <laughs> yeah and it ended up being a refresher i'm like jesus christ this is all predictive programming for for our, our future talking about smart cities and even even talked about you know detroit going bankrupt which was kind of really interesting because they talked about that 20 30 years before that happened but in the in one of the first scenes in the movie they're talking about how you know hey the the, the police force like it's a privatized police force too so there's that aspect well, so they're looking to do that, too. Exactly. So, like, they're privatizing the police force and making it a for-profit entity. They said, you know what? Let's roll out this new robot and, and see if it can fight crime. And they did, you know, a little... Uh, for people that haven't seen it, you guys got to go watch this. This is it's, it's crazy. So, in this, bo in this corporate boardroom, they're testing out this new robot. And they give one of the guys, like, a little gun say, hey... Um, I pointed out the robot, and the robot says, drop the gun. The guy drops the gun. And then the robot says... You, you you need to comply. You need to comply. The guy's like, I, I dropped the gun and then and it pelt, pelts him full of bullets, right? Yeah, waste and, them, and, yeah. It, and it wastes him all over the place. But it goes exactly to your point. They don't care. And, and and if and if they go awry, well, guess what? Here's another term we've heard. It's a software glitch. Oh yeah. You know, we we didn't do it intentionally. It was just a software glitch. That's not our fault. It's not their fault. It's it's a machine. What are we what are we supposed to do? It's just something you know? we have to work through. These are bugs. And yeah. we're just in the <laughs> testing phase right now. Okay, right. You, you just killed like a thousand people. I just about. Hey, are we using Microsoft on this because that could be the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, Kyle, well, Kyle, we laugh about this shit, but this 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 is like real time scenarios now, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we got this to look forward to, uh, and not only that, but like when you go into a robotic machine, we've always heard the horror stories, like, oh, the doctor cut off the wrong leg. Right. Right. So now they got to cut off the one they were supposed to cut off. And now guess what? You got no legs. <coughs> yeah, excuse me. So, yeah. So, I mean, this is crazy. Uh, you know, the CIA coined the term conspiracy theorists, which is what we are. But I think, you know, we're starting to be the ones that people are coming to us for answers now. Hey, you know what? We used to think you were crazy, but now we're kind of find out that you're not. Right. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so all this stuff is really nuts. And, and you just kind of wonder where this is going to go. 
like yeah. I think this whole mandate thing is gonna is just really gonna backfire. I mean, so many people are blind to it right now. They're just going along with it. But hey, and I truly am concerned about my friends that took the vaccine. I really truly am. I mean, yeah. they're my friends. And, and I'm yeah. even concerned about people that I don't know that took the vaccine because you were played. Like mm-hmm. you, you like I said, you laughed it up, you got in line, you took your vaccine. So, you know, whatever. I, I just it's just, you know, and to get back to Afghanistan, uh, uh, George Stephanopoulos, I need to watch the whole interview, ask Joe Biden, you know, what this Afghanistan thing, you know, you said that, and he goes, that was four or five days ago. Like, are we supposed to forget about it, Joe, because it was four or five days ago? Oh, that's old news. Right, that's old right. News. Like, 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 screw those people. That's old news. George, why are you asking me that question? <laughs> I mean, come on, Joe. It's, What's the it's, deal? It's beyond it's beyond parody at, at at this point. It's 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 just crazy. It does, it does make you laugh, right? I mean, it, it really. does. I mean, we have to sit back. I think I think guys like us, we need to sit back and laugh at these things because mm-hmm. the only thing mm-hmm. that's going to keep us from going nuts. Oh right, I'm I'm right. telling you, like like the thing that makes my day is is going on Instagram and just looking at all the memes, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. it, it, some of them are just so funny. And I, and I put one out there today about the whole Joe Biden thing. It was the whole play on the uh, the old Chappelle show skit about Rick James, how he was acting a maniac. And then people called him on it weeks later. And he, it, people called him on it yesterday, the next day. And he's like, that was weeks ago, man. Like, yeah. It was it, it had, like just happened. He had done so much coke. He had no idea what was going on. But like you have to laugh about it or else you're going to cry. You're going to cry and go into a fetal position in the corner. So I, I'd prefer the laughing. Yeah. Hey, you know what, Kyle, let me give a little shout out to our friend Lala Beams. Uh, she's on Instagram, Lala Beams. Uh, she's friends with our friend uh, Deplorable Janet. Actually, uh, Lala, Janet and I did a show together uh, like a month or so ago. Uh, she's got some funny memes. I mean, she makes them herself really good. So shout out to Lala. Keep up the good work, kid. I call I call her the uh, uh, what do I call her? The the meme queen supreme, I call her, <laughs> you know, because she comes up with some really funny shit. Hey, I enjoy the memes, and and it's funny uh, that we're actually combating the elite through the use of memes, right? right. Like, like we're making people look stupid for the use. Of, you know which one really gets me? Like the like the funny, like simplest one that's just so funny, and it makes a hundred percent sense. Shows a kid riding a bicycle, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got my vaccine. Ah, and then he then he takes a stick, he sticks it in his own spokes, flips over, it goes, those freaking unvaccinated people. It's like, dude, you just did that to yourself. I mean, if that doesn't really tell it like it is, I mean, yeah. that's the mentality that we're at right now. It's like yeah. you people, you're, you're really stretching here. Right. You're putting out Me- a stretch. Memes have more truth than CNN at this point. That's my point. That <laughs> is uh... exactly my point. And on that note, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off here. And I, I, I Ron, I really appreciate you you hopping on here and chatting. And I want to thank everybody in the chat. Uh, deplorable Janet. Um, who else do we got here? Uh, my buddy Zach, Jesse. Uh, who, who else we got here? Oh, the the legit bat people at the very beginning. Thank you everybody for for hopping in here and chatting. This is the first live stream I've done that's actually worked out well so i'm i'm, I'm See, glad that it's because i bring good luck kyle you brought so much good luck yeah. so uh, keep up yeah. that keep that good luck going and, and tell everybody where they can find you and and about your episodes and i'm looking forward to listening to the episode you just posted about the the everest thing that's a very interesting episode it's a little bit different uh, format for my show but you know we're gonna venture around and start doing a few different things i mean i could sit and talk about COVID and the vaccine like every episode 
but I feel as though the people might want something a little different. So Kyle, I really want to thank you for uh, bringing me on the show. I know we've been trying to do this for like a month, you know, but, but we're all so busy. All of us podcasters now, we got so many irons in the fire. It's like, okay, I'm jumping here. I'm going in, I'm going in. Mark called me earlier. I did a show with him last week. I did uh, three other shows. I did my show. I know you're everywhere. I see you everywhere. And, uh, and you're doing a great job, Kyle. So keep it up. But uh, so I really appreciate everybody that joined in on the live stream tonight to listen to me rant yet again. Uh, so sometimes I can come on a show and be kind of calm. I've been kind of worked up the last couple of days. And this is like therapy for me. Like this is my <laughs> therapy session. I get to blurt it out and just kind of get out what I'm thinking. So Kyle, I really appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, you can find me. I'm real easy to find. Go on Instagram, look up Ron from New England. There's only one of me out there. Nobody's cloned me yet. Uh, and then uh, give me a follow. I got some pretty interesting content, which we'll be you know, doing more uh, going forward. And also the Wicked Planet podcast. You can find us on Instagram also. Uh, and you can find the Wicked Planet podcast everywhere you listen to your podcast. Let's do a plug for our friends at Alt Media United. Kyle, right? Yep. Mark's doing good things for us. And we're going to be doing bigger things going forward. Uh, so we can get our message out a little more. So uh, shout out to Mark from My Family Thinks I'm Crazy and all of our other buddies uh, that's out there. And uh, so, yeah, so come check out my podcast. If you're interested in some of the things we talked about tonight, listen to the 5G Surveillance in the Future of Healthcare episode. It's a pretty good episode. We get a lot of information out there in between having a few drinks and me going on little rants and, and uh, arguing with my co-host. So, <laughs> Kyle, thanks for having me on. Had a great time. Look forward to doing it again. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, to doing this again. This this has been this has been great. I'm with you. It's it's therapeutic to talk about this stuff. We, oh, yeah. we keep this stuff locked in a lot of times from people that, that don't get it and we don't want to throw it out there. But I appreciate doing this. So, Ron, thank you so much again. Thank you for everybody in the chat. Um, so for for Ron and me, Conspiracy Kyle, this has been another episode of Conspiracy in the Force. And may the force be with you.